Oh my gosh, I am so excited about today because Nicole couldn't make it in, but I I tapped the shoulder of a fellow radio person. I just happened to meet her through our group chat and I asked her, hey, how would you like to come on my podcast? And let's just talk about what it's like to be a woman in ministry. And so here is my conversation with Kelsey Tim. She is out of Minnesota. She's going to talk a little bit more about herself, but she works at Praise Live out there. I haven't actually met you. This is actually the first time that we're actually meeting. And I mean, I guess you might want to say face to face. We're both radio right. girls. We are. I'm in actually Minnesota. And kind of if you know what Minnesota looks like, we're in the center where, you know, Minnesota is a land of 10,000 lakes, but we live in lake country. There's I want to and I'm not exaggerating. Okay. There's at least a couple hundred lakes within, let's say, like 30 miles. Really? So people from the the Twin Cities, they have lake homes and our population triples in the summertime. So it's a really great community to be living in and raising a family. We have one lake close by and that same thing happens. <laughs> just, just <laughs> and you're one. in Ohio, right? Yes, we're like mm, northwest of Ohio. Okay. Now our radio signal goes pretty Pretty, pretty widespread across Ohio, but I'm specifically, my office is here in Bell Fountain, Ohio. Okay. My uh, dad lived in Columbus for many years, so I've been to Ohio a few times. Well, there you go. It's like your family. Yeah. Come on now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so just to let listeners know, sometimes I just like to talk to people who I can relate to on different levels. So Nicole and I are friends and we do all kinds of fun stuff together, but you and I are probably going to be able to relate on the whole radio side. So first, Kelsey, tell me how long you've been in radio. I'm a newbie and I've only been doing radio for two and a half years. Good for you. How'd you get into it? Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) Tell us, tell us the story. Okay, so um, I went to school for mass communications for broadcast journalism, but I wanted to be a news anchor. And then when I met my husband, I was just turned 20 and I knew that I wouldn't be able to pursue that career based on um, he was going to move back to where we live now to work with his dad in um, an insurance business. And so God took me on this really um, humbling, pruning, refining journey and had me do all the jobs I said I would never do. And <laughs> Mine was radio. <laughs> radio was the one I said I would never do. <laughs> really? I never actually radar, radio was never even on my radar. Like, really? I, I would have never thought in a million years that I would be on the radio. Yeah. Um, but I started, we started having a family. We have three boys. And so when we had our first son, I just, I was working outside of the home and I just couldn't handle dropping him off at daycare anymore. Oh yeah. And so I started a daycare. God led me into that. And I ended up doing daycare for 10 years. Wow. Wow. I know. Wow. You wow know, is right. I did Sunday school for one Sunday. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I've always loved children and um, our home was kind of set up perfectly for it. And God really used that time in my life to show me what's really important. And the most important job I believe that a parent ever has is raising your kids. Yes. Like we're raising up the next generations, the next CEOs, the next politician, the next business owner. And so God really... Um, use that season of my life. Um, I ended up having what I call a personal revival and God really, uh, he 
he let me use that time to get my heart healed up. We walked through a really tough season of my husband's sister dying. My dad died. Our son got epilepsy. My mom almost died. She had a really tough go with mental illness. I mean, it was like one thing after wow. the other. Wow. And so I lived basically off of adrenaline probably for three years. And in that time, I was pregnant with our third son. Um, and then you crash, right? You can't go on forever. And so God used that time. Um, it was, that was probably like my fifth year into daycare. And um, I'm so thankful that I was home. And as God was like awakening all this inside of me, then I'm teaching the kids, you know, how to hear the voice of the Lord, uh, the you know, the power of the word of God and teaching them how to pray for one another and believing if we lay hands on the sick, they will recover, you know, all those things. And so I was just, you know, raising up little disciple makers. And (laughs) I probably had over, you know, a hundred kids come through my home. And so I just see it like I I got to make a difference for the kingdom. Yeah. And then um, into that, my sister-in-law that passed away, she left behind her husband and two twin boys. Well, my brother-in-law, remarried and um, one of the twins ended up getting cancer as well uh, a couple years later. Same type, well, it was a blood cancer, different type of cancer. And so that Sunday at church, I was just lamenting before the Lord, like, Lord, I can't believe this is happening again. Like, what do you want me to do? And I felt like he said, I want you to pray for the sick. And so I talked to my pastor and then I started hosting monthly nights where we just laid hands on the sick and were believing that they would recover. And our donor relations gal here at Praise Live, uh, her son had just been battling brain cancer and I had known her. We had attended the same church. And so she came in and we prayed and then, of course, had girl talk. And then she's like, oh, by the way, um, can you pray? We're trying to find a female co-host for the morning show. And I'm like, yeah, let's pray about it right now. And then as we were done praying, I'm like, Liz, actually went to school for broadcast journalism. Oh, go figure. (laughs) I know. And that was kind of it. But like in that season, like I could feel God was just stirring up, you know, something like there was going to be something different, but I I honestly had no idea what it was going to be. And here I am. So you want to talk about getting over yourself really fast, (laughs) live radio with zero experience. So I'm so thankful. (laughs) Like I can see how God prepared me for this job because um, the unhealed Kelsey would have been a hot mess. I'm probably been like, I'm out because performance and striving were such a part of who I was. And now I joke, I'm like, I'm just here to set you all free from perfection. You know, because oh <laughs> when you're live, you're going to make mistakes. It just, it happens. So. <laughs> okay. I have a very similar story. I knew we were going to be girlfriends. I knew this is, Fun. I knew you were the one. Okay. <laughs> I knew you were the one when I saw your, your little post on our, our, group chat that we had. Okay. So very similar story. I was a hot mess when I got into radio, but I was on an oldies station. So it didn't matter as much. Sure. <laughs> I wasn't talking about Jesus all the time. And this radio station, which started out as Shine FM and now is Rise FM. Um, I used to get off of work and listen to this station because I needed to be fed and God was mm-hmm. doing a work for me. So I was there about, mm, it was about a year and a half at that other radio station. And when I left, I left, I left them on an okay basis. But the stuff that was going on, I was like, I am never going back into radio. I had such a bad experience. And I mean, even the guy that hired me left and said, I'm done with this. But he he went back into radio. Wow. He's that's all he knows is radio. But 
I started looking for a job. You know, I've got this degree. I can go out there and get all these jobs and I can qualify for so much more. And everything came up. I was second. And it was very valid reasons why I was always second, but I wasn't getting the jobs I thought I should get, right? Mm -hmm. And Mark, who's been a friend of mine, who's, who's the general manager here, started the station. He kept saying, you know, he kept coming down and visiting me at the oldie station, kept saying, learning, learn so you can come to Rise. And, or he'd said a shine at the time. I, um, uh-huh. I said, I, I don't want to do radio. And he goes, well, I could help. I could use some help with production. Can you do production? I'm like, yeah, I'll come up there and help you. So I'd come up a few days of the week and I'd help him. And he was, you know, just getting started. And uh, it turned into me coming on board as promotions and then <laughs> marketing. And I said, I do not want to be on the air. I do not. I just can't, I just don't want to do it anymore. And there was a different morning person on at the time and things didn't work out with her. And Mark said, I need you to fill in for me. Can you fill in for me? And I was like, oh, you got to find somebody else. I'll give you three months. I, I have to not do this. Well, I got on the air and started interacting with people. I got talking about Jesus. And I tell you what, the fire was lit under me. And within two weeks, I knew it was exactly where I was supposed to be. And now it's mm. like eight years later and I'm still doing the morning wow. show. <laughs> so I That's got it, amazing. Like you, I got into radio doing live mornings with no experience. And I came in as a second, just like you. And it was like, yeah. how do I do this? I got talking too much. You know, I, I did all the stuff that you do when you're learning. But God has been good about teaching mm -hmm. and guiding. And like I said, uh, you know, eventually it was my own show. And then I came here and so on, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's so cool. You're, I love that. You're lucky to have a co-host, though, because I just talk to the people and I wait for them to text I me. Know. <laughs> yes. Well, so my co-host, I joke, he could be my dad. He's been in radio as long as I've been uh, alive. Oh, but we just we have we're very different, but we have that like uh, common ground of heart connection, like what the Lord's done in our life. Yeah. So that's been really fun. And obviously he's seasoned and really great at what he does. So um, he's been a great mentor and he actually um, he's taking uh, the next two weeks off of work. So I'm soloing Ooh. it. And it's like, it's a whole different, you know, cause when you have the co-hosts, there's the back and forth, yes. there's more ideas. I'm like, this is hard. It is hard. So, it's hard I to talk. Pain, girl. Yeah. It's, it's hard to talk by yourself mm -hmm. and you have to really picture that person because all I'm looking at is lines in front of me. <laughs> right. Yep. So that's where it's just like, okay, Lord, you know, who's listening, fill my mouth, <laughs> click the right. microphones on. Right? And, you, and you probably know by now, some of the people you've probably met some of those people and you can mm -hmm. keep them in your mind as you read or sorry, as you talk. Right. Yeah. Yes. And so I yep. have those as well. And, and I, and I'm thankful that I have met these people and they've become friends and now I know who I'm talking to. Um, yes. Sometimes I remember that there's other people who might just have stumbled upon the station. Mm -hmm. And I have to remember every once in a while, I got to talk to them too. I got to talk to those people who are having a really bad day. I mean, over the last couple of years, we've had way too many funerals, right? Those are mm -hmm. people who've, who've really been hurting lately and they need somebody to just acknowledge the fact that they're hurting and it's okay to be in that funk for a little bit. And I, and I yep. remember the people who, who want something so badly, but they just can't put their finger on it. And I know the answer is Jesus. And so I yes. am so grateful 
for this job. I am so grateful to be able to connect with people, even though we can't see them, but we can connect mm-hmm. with them through the radio. Me too. It's so I have a, can I tell you a crazy radio story? Yes. I love crazy radio. (laughs) So during, (laughs) during COVID, um, the Lord had me start this Facebook group to help people with grocery runs or pharmaceutical runs, just having, you know, family members that have struggled with cancer, you know, their immune systems are completely wiped out and also having elderly grandparents who maybe just need to stay in. And so Um, I started this group and God just blew it up and it became kind of the hub for our community. Um, Like 6,000 people came through it. We had over $120,000 come through and it, it turned into this blessing. Like we blessed all of the frontline workers in our County, honestly, like goodness, daycare, medical teachers, you name it. And then it was um, like at Christmas or not Christmas, you know, Halloween um, we did a harvest parade since they were saying people can't trick or treat and adopting families at Christmas. I mean, it was, it was the woman with oil as she poured out, God replenished. That was what happened for a year and a half. And it was absolutely incredible. I thought I was going to end up starting a nonprofit, but I really felt like God told me like the seasons, the seasons over with, you know, we're, we're done. Um, but in that, so at Christmas time last year, uh, I felt like we were supposed to go caroling. And so I created a form and said, Hey, if you know anybody that's been sick or could just use some cheering up this holiday season, you know, give me their address and we'll put together some teams and we'll go out caroling. So that night we had like five different teams go out and I happened to go with a team to this one lady's apartment and, uh, she comes out and she's got, you know, her apartment's kind of decked out with holiday gear, the big blow up snowman and stuff. And we're singing and she sees me and she recognizes me from the radio and her name's Gail. And so I'm like, Oh, hi, we talk a little bit. Um, and her, her son's girlfriend nominated her. Okay. Later that night. So her other son was in the apartment with her later that night. Her son ends up beating her up so bad. She has to be hospitalized. Oh my. Like fractured skull. And so she had been using drugs while listening to praise live. And so it was over drug stuff. And um, as soon as that happened, this boy or her son's girlfriend reaches back out to us because she got transferred to a bigger hospital because of the damages, but she needed help getting back home. So helping hands was able to provide that plus food for Christmas. And then we formed this friendship and I started bringing her to church. And now she is, um, she's no longer using, she's been clean for over a year. And um, she comes to church. She's on fire for Jesus. And she's still listening to Praise Live. Wow. So if you can imagine that, she had people in her home doing like math, listening to our radio station. Yeah. That blow your mind. It does blow my mind. That would have never even crossed my mind that drug users would want to listen to a Christian radio station. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. They're searching and you can tell that they're. They're searching for something. Yeah. So let me ask you, because this is where you and I can relate that others maybe can't relate, is it's in that that getting recognized. You know, I hate the words local celebrity. You know, I don't like those words personally. Um, but what is, it, what is it like when somebody does recognize you? What's the first thought that comes into your mind? I'm just a mom. <laughs> <laughs> I just a you mom. You know, like I don't. 
I don't get it, but it's always like I thank them. I thank them for being a part of our listening family. And honestly, it is really great because like you said, we literally are staring at computer screens and we have no idea until we meet people who's listening. And so it is really fun to get to know the listeners. And and then like when they text in and you're like, oh, that's who we're praying for today. I met them so-and-so. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm, a, I'm an extrovert, if you can't tell. And so I really value relationships. So that part's fun. But um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, as you know, as you're in this industry, like people are just people. Like, yeah. yes, we get, to, we've gotten the chance to interview, you know, worship artists or whatever people that have uh, maybe more recognition, Yeah. but it's just like, you're so normal. Yeah. And so it's just kind of <laughs> lost its thunder for me. It's just like, we're all children of God and right. we all have messy parts to us and we all have really beautiful parts too. Yeah. I, I had always worried about judgment because I felt like people were putting me on a pedestal and I did not want to be there whatsoever. And so it always used to freak me out just a little bit thinking, well, they're going to probably think I'm all super spiritual. And I had to get over that, obviously, um, because I have learned over the years that the brokenness is really where people connect. And and to be honest, I have never lived a perfect life. <laughs> so so people need to realize no that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, I am so I'm really thankful to God because um, you and I, we've given we've been given an opportunity to have a platform ever so big or small, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you know, your size of your city or your radio, your station. Um, it, it's still an opportunity that other people don't have to be able to say, you know, something and people listening. Mm-hmm. I started doing, I started doing videos on Facebook and it's just a one minute mm-hmm. and it's based on a scripture that we're reading that day. And I started doing those videos because there was a specific person in my life who I was been praying for to come to the Lord. And that person was watching those videos because they commented And so I kept doing it because I wanted to make sure that they kept watching. But now I'm getting all these other people going, please continue to make those. Those are really changing my day. And we love to listen to those. And and I'm going, what? (laughs) You know, yeah, that's it's amazing that I have something to say. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously the Holy Spirit is is saying it, but um, I'm so grateful that he uses me to touch lives. And that's the beauty of working in radio that um, I think others don't, you know, they don't understand it, but it is kind of cool. And now I understand a little bit more about the way the artists, when you say that song really ministered to me and how they mm-hmm. must feel. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of, you sent, you gave me this great uh, story about how radio, you know, helped this, this woman and she got saved and but tell me some bloopers, because live radio can be really tricky. <laughs> I mean, um, you can slur, slur your words together. <laughs> well, you left. Oh, yes. I've left the microphone Oh, yeah. On. And then I'll have like my friends are texting me. People uh, we use, it's called Zip Whip. Yeah, um, we use Zip Whip too. They're texting the listeners. I'm getting Facebook messages. And then I'm like, because so Carrie and I, we solve all of the world's problems. That's my co-host off mic. <laughs> right. And I'm like what were we just talking about? What did they just hear? And then (laughs) thankfully it's never been anything inappropriate or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, 
Not that we talk about inappropriate things because we don't. That yeah, sounded right. really bad. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> maybe something that you wouldn't say over the air because right. you're leading people to Jesus, right? Right. Um, so that, those are probably have been my biggest bloopers. And it happened a decent amount. Um <laughs> So I didn't start running the board. I just learned how to do the board a year ago. Oh, and that's so tough. And our board is older. We're actually finally going to get a digital board. I've been there, done but that. Just like, yep. Yeah, all the buttons. Yes. And so sometimes I would leave his microphone on, but not mine. <laughs> and oh, yes. I mean, you just have to laugh about it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm so thankful that you guys have my back. Thank you for letting me know that the microphone is on. Yeah. So. I, I honestly, uh, I had to learn the board the same way, but in a week's time when I started going on my own at the other station and yeah, the older boards with lots of buttons and fire in the system and watching the time and oh, it just gets crazy. Yes. I can and tell then you, you add technology into that when you're doing live, like over with yes. COVID when we had to readjust and we're doing, you know, live worship things on Facebook. And so that was like, I was just sweating. <laughs> like, that was so stressful, <laughs> but we did it, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, I have to tell you a funny story of me living, leaving my microphone on. It was actually, um, we have a channel that is dedicated to the computer so that we can mm-hmm. play things off of the computer and use our hotkeys and things like that. And when I was doing live radio, I turned my microphone off, but I forgot to turn that line off. And then it, uh-huh. was, it was in October, near the end of October. I was going on to Facebook and I started watching this video series. You know how they put these little compilations together. And it was yeah. about people getting scared, like some people jumping out of a dumpster you know things like that they're jumping out and they're screaming and they're hollering and they're just scaring people because it was fun to watch yeah. their reactions yep but I left the microphone on <laughs> <laughs> so over this beautiful Christian music they're screaming oh and you know yelling and screaming and all this stuff and I had people calling me are you okay <laughs> like, so sorry oh my that was goodness. a video that was the the worst thing that I have done on the radio. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious, actually. And, and you know, combining words together, that's just something that happens. And people are like, do you know what you just said? And I, nope, because I was just nope. talking. <laughs> I feel like that's most of the time. I'm like, I have no idea what I said this morning. You know, it's just, it's super, it's very prayerful. You know, you just like, yep. you're turning the mic on. God knows who's listening. And granted, there is obviously preparation that goes into it, but it's not like you're reading a script. It's you have the thought yeah. and then it's like, open your mouth and speak. Right. But have and you ever, it comes out different. Have you ever opened the mic without being prepped and kind of go, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Oh yeah. Cause <laughs> Carrie has done, like I said, radio for 38 years and he can just, you know, it's like he can do it in his sleep. And so then he would, he wouldn't tell me what we were going to talk about and he would just toss it to me. And a couple times I froze and just stared at him blankly. <laughs> like I got nothing. So that he would quickly like, I'm like, you can't do that to me. I'm like, I'm so new to this. I'm not where you're at. Like I need more of a heads up. Oh, that's so, too funny. Yeah. He's gotten better. Learning, learning to, to make hand signals and things like that is, yes. is always craziness. It hey, is. Okay. I got to ask you this one, Kelsey. What are some of the funniest listener comments you've ever received? Okay. I'm going to set this one up for you. 
I had somebody listening to me as they were driving to the studio for an interview. And when this person, I, I will not tell you male or female, but when this person came uh-huh. to the top of the stairs, this person said to me, oh, you sound much younger on the radio. <laughs> okay, it went similar, but it's like um, they said, I've actually had multiple, multiple people tell me this. You look nothing like I thought you would. Everybody thinks I'm brown hair and taller, but I'm five, barely 5'2", five and obviously I have blonde hair. So they're always kind of like shocked because they have, you know, you have this perceived <laughs> idea of what somebody looks like. I'm the creeper that goes to all the websites. I'm like, ooh, what do they look like if you can't see their face? <laughs> well, you know, I do that with actors and even some artists. They just look taller yeah. on the stage. And then mm-hmm. you go, why are they really short? Is that really them? Yeah. Is they're really short. Yep. But you always wonder, what's wrong with me when I don't look like what was in your head? <laughs> right? Right. Yep. <laughs> so... Uh, tell me about what you're focusing on on the radio this year. I, you you work for Praise Live, so I'm assuming it's worship music, mostly. It is, yes, yep. So, do you have something um, that you're focusing on this year? Um, I wouldn't say it's nothing for like for the entire year. You know, we call we have three pillars, and so it's the Word of God, worship music, and prayer. So that's weaved all throughout our programming, where we're praying on air reading the word of God. Um, right now we're doing a 30 day listening challenge where it's all about refocusing our hearts on Jesus mm. and just, you know, starting the year off on the right foot. And hopefully when you do something for so many days, you create a habit, right? Right. And then uh, next month we're doing love in action and just trying to get people to give back. So we, we sometimes will have initiatives for let's say three months and sometimes they're a little bit shorter, but I don't, we don't have one theme for the year. We've, I don't think we've ever done that before. How about you? Uh, not necessarily a theme for the year. We, we build everything around scripture. Obviously um, mm-hmm. we do the, we do a take five scripture of the day. So we're asking people to take at least five minutes with God each day. And I am going through different books of the Bible and we take a chapter a day. Sometimes we blend a couple of chapters together. So right now we're in Psalms and we'll do a few chapters together because they're short or they don't have a lot of happy content. So I kind of mix them together. (laughs) Um, And when we get done with that, when we get closer to Easter, then it switches and we'll be going through some gospel messages. So usually around Easter and Christmas, I actually do a reading plan that takes people all Mm -hmm. over the place, but gets to the heart of the message. And then we continue doing, uh, probably going to finish up Psalms and go into Proverbs. And I don't know about Ecclesiastes. We might, we might hit a couple of those and then we're going back to the new Testament again. So I think it's about a year, about a year and a half rotation. Now my, my coworker, Kathy, she does our afternoons. She does, she's doing a one year reading plan. And so she talks about her full year reading plan and she invites people to read along, but I just invite people to read at least a chapter a day. So that's kind of what we're focusing on. Yeah, that's awesome. So Carrie and I, we do at 630, we do coffee in the word. And from 630 to seven, it's a Bible study time. And so obviously there's songs weaved in between, but people love that. That's kind of how they start their morning off. So um, there you go. You can steal that if you want to. (laughs) But right now we're going through Proverbs as well. And then um, our staff has actually written some devotionals. You can find them on the YouVersion Bible app. We use a lot of the studies off of there. We actually did a 40-day Lent study 
um, that the staff contributed through. Um, so we'll go through that on air. We wrote one uh, during Christmas. Um, this is a fun idea, too, that we've done. You can feel free to steal it. We, <laughs> we do don't a steal in Christian Jesus. music. We don't steal. Um, <laughs> it's just you can repurpose it, right? That's right. We all <laughs> all share. great ideas have been repurposed, That's right. in my opinion. That's right. Um, but we do a Walking with Jesus text campaign. So it's from seven days where we start from Palm Sunday to Easter. And then people are getting scripture verses as if they're walking with him um, all throughout the day. Like, so when all the big different events happen, they're getting, so it's helping them to just keep their hearts focused on what Jesus went through. So Love we have some of those things uh, like in our programming that we've done now the last couple of years, but I really enjoy writing. Um, so I love writing the devotionals. I get to kind of charge that. So We've written three now. We wrote during COVID. Um, I was venting during our, it's called our heartbeat team. It's our um, marketing team meetings. And I was just saying like, you can't even tell people are Christians on social media by how they are engaging with other people. Like right. what is going on? And so we had, we, uh, I forgot how long we did it for, but it was speak a better word. And then, so we wrote a devotional about that as well. Like the power of our words. I like so, that. Yeah. So I, I haven't really uh, committed to doing devotionals like that, but I generally get something. I mean, I, I go through that one scripture four times in the morning when I'm on. Yeah. So that one chapter, I will definitely do something. And then I do my video from that as well. But I have been inspired occasionally and I've written some stuff that I put on my Facebook page as well. And yeah. I've often thought I should just put them together. <laughs> I should just write down everything that comes you to my should. brain. Um, sometimes I save them for a sermon. <laughs> yeah. So when I'm preaching, I can use that. Yeah, I do I that, that too. Yes. This week, the words that I got were was, choice is a beautiful thing. You know, we have the option to choose mm -hmm. anything we want. And whether yeah. we choose something that's going to give us life or to take life. You know what I mean? Something mm -hmm. that's going to give us health or it's not. And we have the right. we have the ability to choose whatever we want. And if we're tuned into God, he's going to show us how to always choose things that are better, his better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I hear from people all the time, well, I just don't have the willpower to do that. Well, you don't go into a store and just start robbing the place. You have the willpower not to do that. So you have right. the power. You have choice. Choice is a beautiful thing. <laughs> it is. Well, and in the word, it says God will always provide a way out when we're tempted. Mm -hmm. Don't ask me what verse it is, but I know it's in there. Yes. And it's all and it boils down to self-control, too. Right. But I feel like the more times we say yes to the right thing, the easier it is to start to say no, right? When you start creating those habits of say, yes, I'm going to spend 30 minutes in the word every day, no matter how tired I am or whatever the thing is that we're trying to grow in, um, your yes is really powerful and self-control too. I tell my boys this, it's doing what you're supposed to do, not what you want to do. And when you have three boys that are wild and crazy <laughs> and starting puberty and all the things, it's like, son, listen to me, <laughs> you know, um, we're all in process, but yeah, you're right. You do have the willpower and actually he wants us to rely on his strength, yeah. not our own strength. Right. So if you're exhausted, 
there's a good little heart check for you. Oh, I'm probably trying to do this on my own. Like I need to bring the Holy Spirit into this because he is our helper. He is our empowerer. He renews our mind. And um, yeah, I, I'll start preaching. I'll start preaching sermons here. <laughs> I'll, I'll got to settle down a little bit, but I'm just so thankful that we're not alone. You are not alone in this journey. You know, God has given us everything we're ever going to need and it's already been deposited inside of us. Yeah. And it's just learning how to access it. And that's by spending time with him in the secret place. So tell me, speaking of that, Kelsey, tell me how you get ready for your morning show. How do you prepare spiritually? And then you can go Mm -hmm. into how you prepare actually physically (laughs) with with all the stuff we have to do. Uh, so, um, it, that's actually been one of the hardest things for me is because I used to get up early and have my quiet time. Well, when your alarm goes off at four thirty in the morning, um, I just can't function any <laughs> earlier than that when you're, you know, getting five hours of sleep at night. Yes. And so, um, that has been, yeah, it's been actually a pain point in my life that I've had to like keep readjusting with just the different seasons. And so uh, sometimes it's when I get off air, I'll just go for a walk just to kind of clear my mind. It's, it is a little bit of an adrenaline rush when you're on air Yes, and then you have to transition to the other part of your job. That's more like desk work and computer work Um, and just listening to worship music, getting into his presence. And then also um, here at Praise Live, our quiet time can be part of our prep work because obviously what God's doing in us, it goes um, yes. we talk about it on air too. Right. right so right. trying not to, it's about my schedule because then you get into meetings. And so really guarding that time. And then if I don't get it in during the day, then it's before I go to bed at night, um, doing that. And then I'm, I used to be like such a consistent journaler and that just brought so much life to me and I got out of that. And so this year, my word for the year is quiet. And I feel like God is just really, I feel like I need to be pruned again. Like I went through this pruning season and it was painful, but beautiful. And I'm like, okay, God, I feel like there's things inside of me that need to be pulled back again. Mm. I don't know what it is, but I'm open, like do what you need to do. And so the word, you know, the elevation worship song, quiet. No, if you don't heard that, listen to it. That whole album is amazing. But I was listening to that as as I was doing my quiet time and that song came on and I just started crying. Um, Because I had been praying like, God, what's my what's my word for this year? And then the lyrics came and I'm like, what song is this? And it was quiet. I'm like, that's my word. So I'm really just practicing self-control with social media. And when you're exhausted, it's so easy to numb out and scroll. And that's something I was struggling with because I was really, really tired. So just making rest more of a priority in my life this year and just getting the noise, drown it out and just being tucked away with him a lot more this year. You know, I, I can completely relate to that. 4.30 in the morning comes really early when the rest of the world is still awake and you have to go to bed. You know, that's really tough. And I just got married a few months ago. And so it's just this all this adjustment. Now I have somebody else right. in the house. Well, thankfully, he needs lots of sleep. So he's fine going to bed early. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we can't do what we do because what we do is so very important because people are counting on us to be there. And I do think that they expect to have something coming in the morning to help them to understand this is the day the Lord has made and let us rejoice. You know what I mean? They have to have that encouragement. And if we don't fill up in the first place, that doesn't happen. 
It just can't mm-hmm. happen. We have to fill, like I always say, we have to fill our bucket with all that we can of God so that when we come to work, we can put it out there. We can spill over on our audience yeah. and on the people that are listening, which I call friends because goodness, like you said, we're just, we're all in this world together. And so I want to walk through this world with them. And yeah, it's tough to get up in the morning and get going, but I am actually a morning person. Sorry, Kelsey. I am a morning person and I can get up and I, for you. I have to do, as a matter of fact, I like it. I like getting up at 4.30 because I get up an hour before my husband and I get quiet, quiet time. Because when he gets up, he wants to pray together and he wants to share stuff and all this good stuff, which I love. God really blessed me with a man, godly man. But um, it's, it's, it's interesting that you do yours after you've already worked. Obviously you're in prayer the whole time and you're mindful, but uh, I mm-hmm. have to like center in the morning because I'll go a million miles an hour all day. And if I don't do it first thing, it just doesn't get done. I have to have my first thoughts be of the Lord. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have like my Bible app going and I'll be listening to the word I'll have worship music on, but it's, I can't function at four thirty in the morning if I'm being honest. Like, yeah. I, it's it's really great that nobody else is awake because I, <laughs> nobody's allowed to talk to me right. until I get my coffee, which is usually about an hour later. I <laughs> so my little thrill in life is I get an americano every morning um, at the local a local coffee shop. Anyways, but um, yes, my heart's engaged. Like I'll wake up worshiping. I don't know if you've ever had that, but yes. like songs are like, my spirit is singing. Like this morning I woke up and it was, Lord, I need you. I need you. Oh, how I need you. Yeah. And so there's that going on, but like that intentional journaling, that piece of it, I just honestly cannot function at that time in the morning. Um, <laughs> six o'clock is more my sweeter spot. Five thirty-six. That's when I used to get up and I'd go to this coffee shop for an hour before I would start my work day. And that was ideal for me. So I've just had to make a little adjustments and shifts. And you know what, God, it's like when, um, before you have children, uh, I had, I would have two to three hour quiet times. Right. And I loved it. And then all of a sudden God's like, it's time to be a mother and here's a baby and it's going (laughs) to wreck your world. And you no longer get that. And so God met me while I'm folding the laundry, while I'm washing the dishes and vacuuming our floors, you know? So God knows what season we're in and it's okay that, you know, our quiet times shift and evolve and look differently, but he's so faithful to meet us in those moments. Um, when like at four 30 in the morning, I am so weak, but he is strong. Like, yeah. okay, God, fill me with your spirit, fill me up. So like you're saying so that we can overflow. I love Romans 15, 13. It's all about um, the God of hope that he will fill us to overflowing and about his joy And um, that can come across, across the microphone, even though they can't see my voice or sorry, they can't see our faces. They can hear the joy or the peace that God gives us. You know, think of COVID. I'm going to be honest. God's peace sustained me. I never once was fearful and I can only contribute that to him. Right. Right. Because if you were in the news, it was doom and gloom for how long. And yes, so our other, so we have at praise live, we do cover the twin cities. And so we were down in the heart of that when George Floyd died. Oh, wow. That was down there. We went down and we ministered. We're, our our tower for that down in the twin cities, that's Minneapolis, St. Paul, is on the IDS tower, which is this really, really tall building downtown. And it's it covers that entire area. So you think about like 
atmosphere, what we're releasing into the atmosphere. And now crime rate is really high in that area. But um, anyways, I'm just talking about speaking through a microphone, the fruits of the spirit. It can be so evident in how we um, how we choose our words and just our tone, too. Like you can tell when somebody's having a bad day or when they're fearful um, and that's all normal stuff. But God has equipped us and empowered us to do this job for such a time as this. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's kind of a overwhelming thankfulness that I have when I think about mm-hmm. that. Okay. It is. So Absolutely. now on the lighter side, before we end this wonderful conversation, tell me about your coffee addiction and what has morning radio done for you <laughs> besides getting your Americano every morning from the local coffee shop? <laughs> well, um, So I grew up in a really small town. We did not have coffee shops. And then I went to college um, up at NDSU and I was, I was introduced to coffee and um, (laughs) it's a good friend of mine. It got me through college, obviously, and Jesus. Okay. I'm not going to be religious about this, but coffee (laughs) Americanos just, they make my heart so happy. I sometimes like squeal with delight when I take that first sip. And I used to drink like all of the lattes and the real like sweet ones. And then uh, my sister-in-law that passed away, she introduced me to Americanos when she was alive. And they're way cheaper. They're way better for your budget. Right, right. Because they're mostly water. What was that? Because they're mostly water. Right. Water and uh, and espresso. And then I add a little bit of heavy cream. And yeah, it's I get that as I, I live about 20 minutes from our studio here. And so I enjoy that. Usually I actually drive in silence um, because I'm still not awake yet. And I'll, <laughs> either I'm praying or, you know, thinking about the day. So it's just my drive time looks very different every day. Yeah. Driving in silence was something I had to practice. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So the best thing that my husband and I ever did was we took some of our wedding money and bought a cappuccino machine an espresso machine. So we started making our own espressos and I had been a barista for a while. So I knew how to make all the stuff and Americanos were my thing, but now I do macchiatos because a macchiato, I don't care about the foam and that's what it does. And I do it upside down. So I put the cream and stuff in first and then I put the coffee. It's a beautiful thing. So I'm just Mm. saying that's kind of where I've gone. But my church actually four square church as a whole but specifically our church are doing a 21 day fast. And wouldn't you know, I know that God spoke to me because he told me to give up coffee. (laughs) I know. Don't you hate when that happens? You're like, okay, God, your ways are better. I trust you. (laughs) I know that wasn't my thought. Okay. So Uh what, what had happened was Kelsey, I love the taste of coffee and I was drinking coffee all day long but what I realized is that I really wanted just the warmth and I'm really okay drinking water with lemon so Mm -hmm. I bargained with God because you know you can do that it's in the Bible Mm -hmm. (laughs) it is so your fleece out (laughs) yeah I bargained with him and I said I will have one cup in the morning and I will have it black I will no longer I know it's an espresso but it is black and it's watered down a little bit and then I'm doing yep. hot water for the rest of the day. And that, or, and I've done tea as well. But that's yeah. it. That's all I'm doing. And that's well been part done. of my fast. So being a coffee snob and being asked to give up fat. It was, yeah, it's hard. But it was starting to really own me. And that's where I was needed it? to be. Yeah. Because yeah. you had um, you had 
quiet as your word for this year. Mine was purge. So I'm purging anything that doesn't look like him or I'm trying to. Yeah. Or he's reminding really me good. to. <laughs> Can't he, say. Um, once he called me to do a 40 day Daniel fast. Oh, yeah. Which is no caffeine. I mean, that was and I knew he was in it because it was so easy for me to give up my coffee in the morning. I just did like a non or a decaffeinated hot tea. Um, but yeah, I there's such a grace when he calls you to do something like yeah. he helps you to get through it. And so I'll be praying for you. I He didn't tell me to give up coffee this time. It's I'm fasting from lunch right now. We're doing a 21 day fast at our church as well. Okay. Um, and so I've been able to have that little extra time to spend with him um, during the lunch hour as well. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. All right. Yes, definitely yeah. adding you to the prayer requests. Um, all right. So here's the fun question for you. It's good. It may take a little bit of thinking, but tell me okay. three things that you know of that make the world a better place. Three things. It could be well, a gadget think, or whatever. It could be whatever. Yeah. Well, I think kids do. Yeah. I just <laughs> think of, they just bring so much joy. Um, this is a little, this is not it, but I know some people would say animals. I don't like animals, most of them, even though we do have them. Like my kids would be like, our dog, we love our dog. Um, <laughs> no, I do not like the hair that you leave on my furniture. Um, but anyways, okay, what else brings me joy? I want to say creation. I love, I like, I encounter the Lord often when I'm in his creation. Even in, like, you have to learn to embrace the seasons. Um, winter is a harder one for me, especially when it was negative 48 windchill a couple oh, weeks ago no 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 yes. no 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 yes like you could uh egg would freeze noodles hair because it, it was so cold oh, wow. um but it's it's about our mindset so i can find beauty like the the um horror frost it's called like when it's all white on the trees it's like it's outlined you know or, or the first snowfall different things so i'd have to say that creation and seasons is another thing and then um what would be another one? There's so many, so I'm you, just trying to... Do you to... have a gadget in your life that is, like, indispensable? Like, it's the best thing ever? No. You don't. Do you? Well, mine rotate. You know, right now, the best thing that has been a gadget in my life is the egg slicer. Because we do eggs on our salads. And oh. you can just slice an egg at once. And that egg slicer I got when I got married. So that's my new that's favorite, fun. my new favorite gadget. Okay. I just thought of something. So, um, our family, we got COVID again over Christmas. And so, um, when I finally started feeling better, I purged and I'm like, we're going to organize. Cause I was mostly sick and the kids recovered in one day. Cause they're children. Yes. Um, and so the house was a mess and I was about to lose my mind. And so my <laughs> husband and I, we went through all the the cabinets in our kitchen we pulled everything out we had food in there from eight years ago like when my youngest son was still a baby like rice cereal i'm like this is horrible so i cleaned everything out we ended up throwing away a ton of it because it was so outdated yeah. like the canned stuff that gets shoved way way in the back and then i went and i ordered clear containers do you ever have you watched the home edit no but Netflix? i know about the clear containers because i use them myself the queen of organizing. Yeah. So I went and I reorganized all of it. And now when I open it up, that brings me joy on the daily. I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's, 
it's by theme. I know what I'm looking at. I know there's not stuff shoved way in the back. So that has brought me joy in 2022. My boss, it was so funny because just a little bit ago, he came out with what he calls the battery daddy. Okay, no, I I shouldn't say he calls it because this thing is actually called the battery daddy. And it looks like one of those cases for like... um, you know, a drill or whatever, but you oh, put, yeah. all, you organize all your batteries in that. And it even has a battery tester. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm totally buying that for my husband. <laughs> I mean, secretly oh for me. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's totally geeking out on a battery <laughs> organizer, but let's be honest. They're probably in so many different drawers in your house. So that's, that's actually a good idea. Well, and we recently moved and we can't find our batteries and I know I have a lot of batteries. Can't find them. And they're expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I hope you find them. Yeah. <laughs> we will. When we finish unpacking. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kelsey, I'm going to let you get back to work because I got I to gotta do stuff too. But it's been so wonderful to talk to you and get to know you more. Yeah, it's been so fun talking to you too. And we're going to have to keep in touch. We'll have to do this again. I'll have to have you back on well, the yeah, podcast. Yeah, we can actually talk about ministry. I think that's what you've reached out about. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all that we do every day when we open yeah. our mouth, it's ministry. It just looks different than other people's ministries. Yeah. And I love that. But I definitely want to get into, you know, being a mom and being a working mom. You've got small kids and I'm I'm beyond that. But I want to just, you know, we'll just talk about whatever else comes up. Sound good? Yeah. We have the (laughs) gift of gab. So, yeah, I'm sure we can always think of something to talk about. I don't know about you, but I used to get in trouble for talking and now I get paid for it. So... Praise God. (laughs) Yes. You're like, send a little card to the teachers thinking of you. (laughs) My mother sent me my cards from my my elementary school days. And it says, is always talking, is always talking. And it (laughs) talks too much. I mean, that was me as a kid. And praise God. That's so funny. That's my gifting now. (laughs) I was uh, too much of a people pleaser back then and a major rule follower. But now that I've been set free from that stuff I talk way more <laughs> good for you all right well yeah. you have a wonderful day it was good talking to you you too great to meet you you too I'll see you later the rise of Hemp podcast network 